Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. You are listening to a FPL manager ranked 4,729,861 in the world. Uh, there's already people in the chat giving me a bit of mocking. Um, whoever's in this wild card, I'm going to avoid. That's not very nice, is it? Uh, but thank you all um, for joining me and I will continue to do these videos even though I'm poorly ranked. Uh, because that's not what it's about, is it? It's about, you know, talking through different things and strategies. And obviously, I want to try and turn things around and, and climb up the ranks. It was a good season last year, pretty much all the way through. Uh, it was a difficult season before that. You know, that's just kind of the swings and roundabouts of, of FPL, really. So hopefully, uh, things are going to be on the up. And it might happen uh, if I do play the wild card. Now, I'm not clickbaiting here. I have created a wild card team, uh, which I'll be talking about. Uh, in a bit, probably towards the end of this video. Um, I do quite like my team, even if I don't, but there's a few things I could shake up. And obviously, when you've had a, a week like I had, if any of you saw the Match of the Day challenge I did with Mark, uh, you will know it was a lot of pain not having Haaland, not having, not having Diaz, not having kind of some of the, the key sort of assets, seeing people scoring 80, 90 points, all that kind of stuff. It does kind of make you knee-jerk a little bit and think there's maybe some other stuff out there. So uh, I've done this live. You can all join in with me. I'm on my own today, so we can chat it through. Uh, you can all help me out with my decisions um, and, yeah, what can what can possibly go wrong. Um, I'll talk about my, my Game Week 4 and my uh, my team going forward. Just before I do that, uh, just a word from our sponsor, uh, which is Spitch. Uh, if you haven't checked out Spitch, Spitch is a free-to-play um, fantasy game and there's also kind of paid-for elements um, to it as well, depending on whether you want to just play for free. Uh, there's a two and a half thousand pound prize pool. Uh, you can also pay money um, and play sort of daily game, daily fantasy games, and there's a season long game um, as well. So if you want to earn some some money from from FPL or try and win some money from FPL, then it's kind of the perfect game um, to play. Uh, you'll notice on the screen I've got the free season mode graphic um, on the screen. Uh, you can join anytime. So just because you've missed the first few weeks doesn't mean you're completely kind of out of it. Uh, it's the best five scores you get throughout a season that kind of um, forms your total. So do check um, Spitch out. The kind of the main difference between it, like you can see here, is the points. So players earn points for literally everything. There's also no captains as well. Um, and if you play the kind of daily games, um, you can actually have whichever players you want. And there's a budget, but you can go over the budget and that will cost you points to try and like, handicap yourself. So you can either go... Um, you know, really low and, and getting players and then you get extra points added onto your budget if you don't use it all or you go over budget, 
get a point, you know, sort of um, penalty, but then you can kind of build it on from there. So do check out Spitch. There's links in the description. Um, there's also a link to the Fantasy Football Scout League um, as well. There's a QR code on the screen that you can see right now. So if you are interested, give it a screenshot, go into your photos, uh, and then follow the QR code and you can download Spitch um, and give it a try. Uh, if you do pay for any kind of fantasy stuff, um, Spitch or otherwise, do remember... 18 plus only, uh, do gambleaware.co.uk. Don't spend anything that you can't afford to lose. It's supposed to be a bit of a fun, bit of side bet, just to kind of add to your enjoyment of the game. So bear that in mind, but do check Spitch out and let us know um, over on Scout what you think. Right, let's look at game week four. So game week four, 46 points. I think you'll struggle to find someone who got a worse score um, than I did. Uh, there might be some people out there maybe if in the chat you did get lower than 46 uh, let me know um, it was just absolute pain sort of you know right right from the start uh, of that match of the day stream right to the end Salah blanking obviously was awful uh, it was warding goal with one another one four back-to-back one-pointers no save points like unbelievable like I I knew obviously when you go for a four million goalkeeper you're not expecting hauls every week. But if you told me there'd be like 30 points difference between Ward and Henderson or even Ward and Sanchez going into game week five, I would have thought you were absolutely crazy. So I don't really regret going going for them. I knew that, you know, they, they'd struggled to pick up points. But I thought, you know, you might get a couple of threes, you know, three, six, nine. It might only be like 12, 15 points. And there's like, what, 10, 15 points in it. And then you can make that kind of up elsewhere. But to get four points from those four games, you know, and they played Southampton and, and Brentford is, is just really, really, really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. So, yeah, terrible, terrible from Ward. Um, I defended a bit better this week. Trent James and Perisic uh, all coming in. Trent with 17, massive haul. I did briefly consider going a bit rogue and, and captaining him um, when I looked at the, the, the Bournemouth data. And they're so weak down that left-hand side. Um, in the end, I didn't have the the bottle to do it um i just went with, with salah because again he plays down that side anyway so i thought the that you know the, the kind of returns would be there from him and you know you talk about variants you could replay you could replay that game a hundred times and, and salah comes out of that with with big big hauls so just just a crazy freak result really for him not to get anything and he had chance as well so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sort of worry about it too much um james got the assist which was fine. They're still a bit leaky at the back. There's a lot of rumours going around that he's injured. I say rumours. Uh, Karam, um, who does Stats of the Day, brilliant stream on, on Scout, um, has been through the training ground images um, of James. And he cannot find him in any of the training ground images. So there's lots of reasons why that could be. It could be that he's having a little break from training. It could be that he's inside. Maybe he's doing a bit of individual work. Loads of things why he might not be there. He is playing tonight, though, and it's obviously a bit of a concern uh, not to see him in, in any of those. I think, what can you do, though? You're not going to sell him. Um, I don't think we're going to get any news about him. You have to hold him and, and just hope. I think a lot of us have got Pereira on the bench, for example, which isn't which isn't terrible um, as well. So, you know, what, what can you do? I mean, I've got questions around, you know, if I'm playing the wild card, do I keep him? But... We don't have any information and it's just guesswork and I want to keep him. So at the moment, I'm not looking at going without him, um, but we'll see. I didn't see any hint of an injury from from the game he played on Saturday. So unless he's done something in training, I, I think he's probably fine. My guess is he's fine and, and not to worry about it, but you never know. Um, Perisic got six. Yeah, interesting performance. I thought Spurs were really poor in that first half. I thought Forrest were, were excellent. 
I mean, Spurs, you know, the, the tactic is to, to contain, isn't it? And then, and then hit them on the counter. But with Son out of form, um, you know, they, they didn't really have that kind of clinical edge to their game. I thought Perisic was really quiet in that first half um, as well. Came to life in the second half. Should have had the assist for, for Kane's penalty and looked really good. But he may not be featuring in my wildcard team just because those minutes could be at real risk um, going forward. He probably misses at least one of the next couple of games. West Ham isn't an easy game. The Derby, anything can happen in that. So he, he's a bit of a doubt for me, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, Cancelo really poor. A lot of people you know, invested heavily in him. Uh, off at 60 minutes, City conceding goals, centre-backs sort of injured. And even when he does play, he's not looking sort of particularly attacking anyway. So again, I think he might be someone that, that I look to to lose, which is crazy because I think it was only last week I was saying that he'd, he'd probably be my, my team all season. But you can do a lot with, with that money. Uh, midfield, uh, Pereira came in for Zinchenko. I mean, Zinchenko getting injured. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just, I know they conceded anyway, but really annoying. Um, Mount, oh, the pain, the pain. Honestly, Haaland's hat-trick, awful. Obviously don't own him. Diaz going crazy, obviously, don't own him, all that kind of stuff. But the biggest pain was Mount going off at half-time with, with another one point because, you know, I was doing this this team selection last week and, and I had, you know, I was all set on doing Mount to Gundogan and, and Ward up to Sanchez. And that would have put me about eight points better off with the hit and I probably wouldn't be wildcarding this week if I'd done that. So, you know, I just couldn't, I just couldn't sell Mount ahead of that Leicester game. I just thought they'd had chances and... The sending off just kind of killed that. So unlucky again, but you know I couldn't have picked a worse eight million mid. I could have had Foden, Kulusevski, Diaz, um, Saka has even got a couple of assists, and I've ended up going for the one with with nothing. If I just stop with Kuk- uh, if I just stop with Kulusevski like I originally intended to, then I'd be about twenty points better off. But you know what can you do? It's got a I just got to kind of roll with it, haven't you? Uh, De Bruyne with nothing in four goals. That hurts a lot, especially when Haaland gets the assist, obviously. So nothing for him, nothing for Marcelli, nothing for Jesus. So overall, just a truly, truly dreadful, uh, dreadful week uh, for me in Game Week 4. And, you know, and you, you could see it in my face on, on Match of the Day. Um, yeah, I mean, anyone, anyone saying that I am as capable an actor enough to fake match of the day, which I don't even know why I would bother doing, um, is clearly doesn't know my acting uh, range. Uh, <laughs> it was it was genuine pain, you saw. And, and people asking why I wasn't more angry. I mean, you, you kind of, what can you do? You know, a 60, 70% owned player scores a hat-trick. Right, what's the point of getting angry about it? It's, it's Erling Haaland. He's, he's, I know he's capable of that. I've never once said that he's not a great option. And even I even said that if you'd offered me a free transfer, I would have swapped to Bruyne over to him. But... You know, for De Bruyne to get nothing in that is it really hurts. But yeah, anyway, not a good week. Um, so this is my team and how it's set up going into game week five. So this is, I haven't pushed the wildcard button yet. This is how my team currently looks. Uh, it's Ward in goal. It's Trent, Cancelo, James, Perisic and Zinchenko. No news on him. No idea if he's fit or not. I mean, he was running up and down the, the, the touchline. He looked completely fine to me. But given that we've got a lot of games in a short period and I've got basically no bench, um, it's really not an idea thing to to have sort of going. Um, it's Salah De Bruyne, currently captained, Martinelli. I got out Mount as soon as that, as soon as that um, day ended. I think I did it on the Saturday night, straight after match of the day. Uh, got in Pascal Gross, he was going up um, as well. And then Gabriel Jesus uh, is in there. That gives me a bench of Iverson, Andreas, Archer and Greenwood. So I've got 2.3 million in the bank. I have got another transfer to use. I had two free transfers. 
Um, so I could upgrade Ward to a better goalkeeper. I could upgrade one of Arch or Greenwood to Mitrovic. Um, they're the two kind of options that I'd do if I wasn't going to wildcard. Obviously, if I did Archer to Mitrovic, um, I would then have no money to upgrade Ward. So I'd basically be resigning myself to go with Ward um, for uh, a, a sort of a, a, a prolonged kind of period. Um, so I'll do my normal thing. I'll just go through my, my team um, and just give them all kind of the the old red, green or, or orange circle of death. Uh, no surprises, Ward remains with it. With the red, I've, I've got to get rid of him. I, I can't, you know, this is what's, this is basically what's driving me towards the, the World Cup. And obviously not having Haaland is, is huge. Um, it would cost me four points to address that. I could have addressed that, you know, and, you know, with the two frees, but I would have had to have carried on to Mount. I just can't continue with Mount. So having Mount, having Ward, having no Haaland, um, having an injury doubt in Zinchenko, having no bench because I've got Archer and Greenwood, all of these things are, are what's kind of making me think that I probably need to do it. I know it's not a bad team. Um, I look at it and I think it's, you know, all those players play and I bring in Mitrovic maybe or I bring in a, a Sanchez or a, or even an Edison for Ward. I know that it's it's a good team that can do well, but there are still problems with it. Um, and I just feel like at least if I play the wild card now, I can get a, a bit ahead again, sort out all these issues in one fell swoop. And, you know, we've got, um, a shorter period of, of which we can play. We're going to get another wild card in in um, December anyway, so that's why I'm I'm thinking of doing it. Uh, yeah, so Ward's there with the red. Uh, Trent, I mean, a huge performance from him when a lot of people were were kind of losing faith. Uh, huge huge return, great goal, a couple of assists. They're not going to play Bournemouth every week. I I don't think my stance on Liverpool has changed that much. Um, I still want to see them against Newcastle, for example, at home. Newcastle are a much better side than Bournemouth are. And Liverpool have been poor in the other games. So is this a resurgence or was that just a kind of one-off given that Parker had basically said they're not good enough to compete and they just retreated and let Liverpool play however they wanted to. So Newcastle could be much more in their face. Um, so I'm, I'm jury still out on that. I don't think, you know, we need to be, you know, massively panicking about um, Liverpool. I, I always said to urge a bit of caution, but do I need to be feeling that I need to get in another Liverpool player to make it three? I'm not sure yet. I'll give you a couple more weeks. Uh, Cancelo's there. Uh, I've given him an orange ring now. I mean, I was disappointed. Not only disappointed with with him um, again in that game. I'm disappointed with City uh, in general. Um, defensively, you know, they've got no real kind of solidity with Ake out and Stones not playing very well and Diaz in and out of the team and Laporte still injured. Um, you know, they are they are light at, at, at the kind of back. So you know, for seven million. You either need Cancelo to be bombing forward and looking like he's going to get assist every game, or you need Man City to be really sort of tight. We're not getting either of that, if, you know, but it's only been a, a couple of weeks. Um, but the reason he's orange really is because I've been very, very anti-Walker um, for a while. Obviously, the, the attacking returns just aren't there. But when you look at it and you think, OK, clean sheet wise for five million, two million less um, and the, what I can do with that money. It is quite tempting. So at the moment, Cancelo is not featuring in, in my plans going forward. Um, I know Walker's at a risk. I, I, I would say I know better than anyone. I don't know better than anyone, but I, I do massively worry about his minutes, probably more than a lot of people do. Um, I think they, they've got many options they can do to kind of take him out of the side if they need to. And I don't think he starts every game. 
So I think if you've got him, you need to make sure you've got a, a decent sort of defensive sub or a decent sub to come on. Um, whereas Cancelo, I think, will, will just continue to play. But 60-minute, you know, benching um, in the game is, is a bit of a concern. Uh, James, I've mentioned a bit about him. I've got no qualms keeping him if, if he's fit and available. Uh, Fafana's going to be coming soon. I think he's in the US for a medical, something like that. And once he comes in, that's James locked in at the right wing-back slot. I don't think we need to be panicking about taking him out because of some um, training images or lack of appearances in training images. Um, so I, you know, pretty much keep him. Perisic is an interesting one. I mean, I've had Perisic sort of orange ringed for the all these streams. I think you know now he's getting a lot in the investment. I think his his ownership's heading up to around thirty percent. Absolutely incredible option when he plays. You know, could have had another sort of twelve point haul in that. Uh, it's two seventy five minute appearances for him now. Um, he plays West Ham next, which I'm almost certain he'll play in. But West Ham away isn't that easy. It's then Fulham at home in game week six. I'm fairly sure he's going to miss that game with Cessnion coming in and then it's Man City away in game week seven so do I think I can get away with not having him if I was to wild card probably would I be buying him no would I be keeping him if I wasn't on a wild card absolutely so I don't think people need to worry too much about him um he's you just got to hope that he does deliver um when he when he's on the pitch um he's, he's a concern though but yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, and then Zinchenko. I mean, I love Zinchenko. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. I'm, I've been looking forward to watching him move into midfield. Um, I think he's got that left-back slot, you know, nailed down. Um, anyway, Tierney came on, I think, played 60 minutes, something like that. Just a real shame. He's, he's got this kind of slight injury doubt, and it's kind of at the worst time. So my instinct is he probably misses this one. They've got United coming up. If there's any kind of risk with him, um, then I think they don't play him. And, and you know, Tierney played 60 minutes. He's absolutely brilliant player as well they don't need to kind of risk him for it so I think Zinchenko probably misses out on this one which is another reason that's kind of driving me towards um, playing this wildcard button um, elsewhere Salah I'm not losing faith in him uh, he's you know it's, it's, it's just a crazy result for him um, there is you know Mark has mentioned a few times he's a bit worried about his, his kind of uh, he's going quite far out over to the right but I think you know we don't need to really concern ourselves too much with it I mean the option would be to move, maybe move Salah down to Diaz and go for Kane and go for like a Kane and Haaland double up. Maybe that is the kind of the, the way to do it, given that Kane's probably going to play every kind of every minute as well. Um, but I'm happy to to keep Salah. I mean, if we look at Diaz's kind of underlying data, it's not huge. It doesn't you know make me think that he can continue to match him. Um, so I'm I'm happy to kind of stay with with Salah. Uh, De Bruyne, I've I've had to orange him. I mean, it's a shame. I you know I thought De Bruyne could match Haaland, and it's been interesting each week to want of a better word um to um you know see how he matches up against Haaland kind of each week uh it was a brutal one this week I mean he's, he's been doing all right for me um but it was a really brutal one with, with the hat trick and nothing for, for KDB and I think what we saw with KDB was we saw him moving into a, a more sort of control type De Bruyne which which happens in games which they maybe haven't got the the, the control that Pep wants in that match so he's happy to kind of you know get the ball in the halfway line, spray it, and, and not move too not move too far forward. He was getting over to the right as well, where Bernardo was, where Mares was, Walker was as well. They were all overloading that kind of right hand side, but that means he's not making that kind of really dangerous cutting and running to the box. It's only one game. Palace are a good team, um, but I, I do worry that there, there might be games where City are lacking that kind of midfield control and De Bruyne drops deeper in, into that role um, in games where they're, they're kind of free flowing and free scoring they're going to be fine but particularly over this period I think Pep's going to want to win these games comfortably and control and that might see De Bruyne deployed in a more sort of defensive way you just haven't got that issue with with Haaland doesn't matter who they play he's going to camp himself in that you know in, in that box 
and they're just going to try to keep feeding balls to him. And I think I even said on Black Box, I could see Haaland getting a hat-trick soon. I don't think that was particularly expert punditry or analysis, don't get me wrong. Um, and that's, but that is why I said I would make that switch, because I think if I, if I miss that haul, um, it's going to really hurt. And, and it did. I didn't think it would be against Palace. I thought it could come against Forrest, maybe, and maybe it will again. Um, but yeah, a bit, bit, bit of a concern um, for De Bruyne. Um, a lot of people are saying about De Bruyne's minutes as well. I don't think De Bruyne's minutes are completely assured. Um, if I'm backing on who's going to play more over the next few games, I, out of De Bruyne and Haaland, it's probably going to be De Bruyne. Um, but I wouldn't be that surprised if De Bruyne missed out, you know, with um, with Gundogan coming in maybe this weekend or something like that. So it's just so hard to predict who's going to start and who isn't. And I always think when rotation looms and you can't really pick who's going to play and who isn't, just go with the best asset. And the best asset in this case, I think, is Haaland. So, yeah, he's, that's what's kind of driving me to, to, towards making that move. Uh, Marcel is fine. Um, no problems with him. He's just kicking on. You know, he doesn't have to get returns every match. He's only six million. That's fine. Um, I bought him Pascal Gross as well. Just been so impressed uh, with Brighton and, and with him um, getting chances on the set pieces. You know, the most advanced of that midfield three. I like Trossard as well at six point five. We're we're going to talk a bit about um, um in a bit and how much I like him and rate him. Um, but I think you know. Uh, that frees up Trossard to, to play around that kind of number 10 role. We need that kind of creativity in and around the box with, with Lalana and potentially out for a while. So Trossard, I think, is someone who no one's going to buy because Gross is there and there's other options. But I think he could be a, a bit of a kind of an F-field pick. But I've gone with Pascal Gross, catch the price rises, get the man in form um, and all that kind of stuff. And also the good thing about Brighton is, you know, they've got everything. They've got a, a good team in form, great fixtures. They've got really long rest periods between these matches um, as well. And I'm hoping <laughs> that all the managers who have stacked their teams with with top six players which is a completely viable strategy don't get me wrong but I'm hoping that rotation hits them a little bit more than it might hit um, from players like Gross um, and, and players like Mitrovic, Tony, all these guys and it's the lower players that might come into the fore loop over the next few weeks you know that could be the case or it could be they all just stop performing and it's the top six that go on you never really know uh, and then it's Gabriel Jesus um, up top so no bench uh, you know Andreas can come in um, but the Archer and Greenwood there's not a huge amount here. 2.3 million in the bank. Um, if I was going to do something here, um, I'm going to assume that Zinchenko's out. So I would probably look to do Archer to, to Mitrovic. That gives me a bench option in, in Andreas because there's probably going to be some rotation this week as well. But then no way of upgrading Ward. And that's what's driving me to, to do the to do the wild card, really. Because I have to sort that, that goalkeeper um, issue out. A um, lot of people asking about James in the chat. Um, I don't have any updates on James, I'm afraid, and we're not going to get any. So, you know, you can kind of panic <laughs> all you want, really. Um, there's no suggestion that he's injured at all. There's no there's no concrete information to suggest that James has any kind of injury. All we have is some training ground images um, from, I believe today, uh, where he's not featured. In them, and like I said, that could be for maybe he's got a dentist appointment. Maybe he's you know there's a million reasons why he might not be he might not be there. Um, we have seen before if players aren't in training photos, they they don't make the squad and they're not in the team. I just don't know what you can do with it. You're not if you if you've got him if you're not in a wild card, you're not going to transfer him out because we've got no information about him. So don't worry about it. Just just make sure you've got your your bench sorted, got your your first player bench, and, and go from there. There's there's absolutely nothing you can do from it. And unless you get any news, I wouldn't suggest selling him. So that's my advice on that. Just just keep him and, and see what happens. We'll get some news ahead of Saturday anyway, uh, so we can go from there. Um, does that help with James? Yeah. Anyone stop talking about Buddy Reese James now? I don't know what else I can offer on that. Uh, I will be doing um, team news with Neil ahead of the uh, deadline. 
so and Mark Southerns is joining as well. So it'll be Batbox and Neil, which I don't think has ever happened before. Um, but we'll we'll ask Neil about what he thinks as well. But I imagine he's going to say very similar to me because there won't be any uh, new news. Uh, right, let's take a quick look at my watch list then before we head on to my wildcard draft. Um, so I'm updating this every week. I've added a few new names in. Um, I've added in a Stupinan um, from Brighton, our new left wing back, our Cucurella replacement. We paid 15 million um, for him. He was absolutely electric uh, in the last game. Uh, an XG non-penalty per 90 of 0.74. He created three really good chances, um, none of which were um, converted. He is very, very attacking. Um, he is a bit culpable in defence. I think we might see some early benches from him if we're sort of winning a game and we need a bit more kind of defensive solidarity. Um, but there's people asking me if he's if he's nailed. I can't see any reason why he wouldn't be nailed. I mean, we've we don't have any options at left wing back. Um, we can play Trossard there, um, and he has been, and he's been doing well there. But then we don't get him in kind of dangerous areas where we want him and where we want him to convert goals and get that kind of final ball. Um, there's some rumours that Matoma could play there as well. Well, he's never played at left wing back, to my knowledge, in his career. Um, and he's being used as an impact sub. So I'm not really sure why he would suddenly come in. And even if he did come in for one game, he's not going to regularly start um, in that position. Estupin is the only you know, left defender that we have in the side. He's got bundles of energy. Um, he can't really defend, but we've got the three centre-backs to cover from that anyway. I just think he's a great option. He's really fun, um, really fun to watch. If you watch any of the highlights of that game, he he, he just he gets forward. He takes on players. He's, he's a great one to watch. So I think if you're looking for a Brighton defender that isn't Sanchez, um, he's the one I'd go for. He's more fun than Dunk, for example. Um, Dunk's a little bit more as well. He's gone up a bit in price. Uh, Dunk isn't being isn't getting on the end of set pieces either. Uh, you know he's he's on, he's on my list here, but he's the bottom of XGI non penalty per ninety of pretty much all defenders. Not point zero three. Uh, it's Webster who's who's being targeted more, but he can't finish. So you can get in Webster and hope for a goal, but I don't think you're going to get it. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if they swap round Webster and Dunks positioning from from corners. But for now, I don't think you can rely on either of them to to get your goal. So Estupinen is the one that um, I'd get. But you know, in a period in which we're worried about rotation, then I think I'd still go for Dunk. Um, if you're worried about that um, and you don't have the bench to kind of cover for it. Um, but if you're looking for something a bit more fun, then Stupin is the one to, to go for. Uh, you can see Neko Williams, his XGI on penalty per night is high, but it's dropping each week. He had that one really good uh, match um, where he looked really attacking against West Ham, but hasn't really kind of um, happened. And if you look at the other defenders, I mean, you're looking at Trippier, 0.10, Cucurella, 0.16, uh, Saliba, 0.03, goal and assist for him. But I've got to think those points are going to dry up. Um, pretty soon so the defenders there isn't a huge the ones I'm looking at there isn't a huge amount of underlying stats that points to big returns um, from them um, Estupinen's only had the one game obviously so you know we are reliant on clean sheets they do seem quite hard to come by um, some of these players so you know going big at the back at the moment does look a bit of a risky strategy which again is another reason why I'm thinking of playing the wild card because I can take five defenders out and move to a different formation uh, looking at um uh, my midfield. I've just noticed a, my thing's gone a bit weird at the bottom. You can see Mitrovic team six point seven. Uh, not sure what happened there. Uh, well, I do not have. I copied the cells over wrong. Um, but if you look at me, if you look at midfield first, I've added Sinistera in uh, an XGI non penalty per night of one point three eight. I mean, he barely played sort of any minutes, um, but he scored that great goal in the cup, and he's kind of that exciting pick that I'm, I'm looking for. A lot of people going for Rodrigo, same price, 0.71. His XGI non-penny per night is dropping. Bamford's due to come in soon. Um, the, you know, by all accounts, he, Rodrigo isn't first choice in that team. 
Um, even if he does continue to play most minutes, I still think his minutes are at risk when they've got Sinistera, Bamford, Harrison, you know, even Dan James and all that. So I'm still not really massively excited by by Rodrigo, but I can completely understand why people are going for him, um, given that Bamford's probably going to miss the next game as well. So I definitely wouldn't be selling him. But I do think Sinistera's one to, to watch. Uh, he looks just great when I, when I watch him play. I mean, he, he missed a pretty open goal, which is why his XGI non-penalty is so high. Um, but definitely one to, to look at. Um, and then looking down the list, I mean, you can see the midfielders. There's there's lots here with, with a decent XGI non-penalty penalty of over kind of 0.5, 0.6, which is, which is I'd say, is good. Um, Sterling is, is now kind of featuring 0.62, interesting differential. Foden, 0.61, finally starting to link up a bit with, with Haaland. Haaland even commenting on it, saying, you know, Phil finally passed it to me. I, I got a sense of there's a bit of a bromance kind of forming there, uh, just because, you know, they've, they've had that thing with, with, with Foden not passing to him, getting subbed, and, and now kind of uh, Haaland's making some jokes about it and things. So I'm expecting kind of big things from, from that partnership going forward. Uh, Son and Kulazewski, look at that, 0.41, identical, XJ non pen, um, but you pay a lot less. Um, for for Kulisewski over Son, obviously, I don't think really we can be considering Son at the moment. His price has fallen down to eleven point eight um, as well. Kulisewski seems the option for me. I think Son misses out for Richarlison. Simple as that. Um, Richarlison was great when he came on, so I don't know why he would ship him over to the right. He'd, he'd give Son a rest and see what happens. Was not happy about being subbed. Son never is, but yeah, we'll see um, what the kind of upshot of that is um, over the next few weeks. My guess would be Kulisewski and Son both miss one. And Richarlison kind of fits in and around. Kane's the only one that I'd be comfortable. Um, look at Diaz, though. I mean, a, a big haul from Diaz in the last game. You And it's only been four weeks. You expect an XGI non-penalty per night to, to massively shoot up. Um, but it hasn't. 0.32 um, is actually really low. Um, so you can compare to someone like Gundo at 0.52. So, again, do I think we need to be rushing to, to buy Diaz? He's a great option. He's underpriced. Playing for a top side, there's a lot of good things for him. But do I think he's kind of essential going forward? I don't think he is. Um, and Darwin's back soon. Jotters will be back soon as well. Again, he's not kind of immune from from kind of rotation uh, like we think. So, yeah, I think uh, he's a good option, a great option even. Um, but the stats aren't amazing um, and the threat of rotation looms. So I don't think he's, he's a must-have at this stage. Uh, and then forwards, I mean, look at Haaland. X-Shine on Penny for 90 of one. So he's, he's going he's gonna to get you something every every game that he plays pretty much. Uh, he had 16 touches in the last game. Um, you know, was, was kind of barely involved in it. Only needs a chance. Doesn't matter. And they're just so, so good at, at picking him out. And they're just going to get better at finding out where he is. So I know people are worried about his minutes and, you know, Pep's comments and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I just can't justify not having him in my side. And even if he is benched, you know, if he's benched against Forest, he's going to come in against Villa. My sense is he plays tomorrow night and he's benched against Villa. That, that would be my guess. Um, and it's just it's just depressing watching him. You know, watching the best team, arguably the best team in the world, you know, with the best striker in the world, with a team completely geared up to to feeding him, um, is painful every week because every week I think he's going to hit big. So, you know, again, there's a line between patience and, and stubbornness and I got that call wrong and I think I need to react to kind of uh, to, to fix it. Um up front, uh, you can see my dodgy formatting um, as well uh, with Mitrovic, 6.7. Uh, I think he's, he's just a great pick. And again, I just see a team that's similar to, to getting the most out of Haaland. Um, Fulham are just a team completely geared to get the most out of Mitrovic. And, you know, I thought he'd cause Arsenal problems. He did. He's going to cause everyone problems because he's so strong, so good in the air. They've got 
good players, good good pass of the ball, good crosses of the ball, and he's just going to keep getting chances in every game. So getting him in at least would put me um, a little bit kind of ahead um, of the curve. Uh, thank you, Cameron Starr. Uh, uh, £2 super chat as your legend match day was great. Uh, yeah, I, re- I, I do enjoy them. Um, obviously, there was problems, big problems with, with how some people were behaving in the chat. I thought it was absolutely terrible the way some people were, were behaving in that and I've made my kind of feelings known on that but generally speaking you know the reaction to it and, and what people the comments I get about those streams are, are really good and genuinely I sit at home I delete all my apps I don't listen to the radio uh, I watch basically a whole season of um, Shit's Creek uh, and just kind of chew myself off to the world and it's it's not easy to do um, ignore I think I ignored a call from my parents because I was worried they were going to talk about it so yeah for people saying that I faked it it's yeah definitely definitely not the case um, right let's have a look then I'm sure the reason a lot of you are, are here, 1,300 people watching. Wow. Um, hi, everyone. The big reveal. This is more than likely the team that I'm going to be wildcarding into uh, come Game Week 5. So I haven't pressed the button yet. I'm waiting for some comments from Pep. I doubt he's going to give me any. Um, but this is the wildcard. Drum roll. <laughs> this is what I'm looking at. So it's Warden Henderson um, in goal. Uh, I'll talk through some of these options in a bit. Uh, it's James, Trent, Walker, Estupinen and Neko Williams. Um, it's Martinelli, Pascal Gross, Salah, Phil Foden and Pereira. And then up front, it's Gabriel Jesus, Haaland and Mitrovic. So let's talk at the back. I mean, goalkeeper is a, obviously an interesting one. Um, I think it's really, unless you're paying a bit more for uh, someone like Edison, um, I think Pope's a good option at five as well. Not completely ruling out... Um, Ramsdale either uh, at five. I think there's some good options kind of across all the different price brackets apart from the four million uh, bracket. But if I'm, I like them on 4.5 keepers. You know, I, I would have gone for one if, if Ward hadn't kind of become an option. Um, so I've got Henderson. I think Henderson, you know, obviously got City away. It's, it's hard to wildcard and get a player in who you know isn't going to get any points in that week because you want instant points from your wildcard. I want to, you know, hit a big green arrow this week. But I'm looking at the fixtures um, over, over the next period. Sanchez, I think, is is arguably the best 4.5 option. Um, but if I've got a Stupinen, then do I really want to be doubling up on the on the Brighton defence? Probably not. Do, do I then want to not go for a Stupinen, but I get loads of attacking potential that I think he's capable of? So that's why Sanchez um, isn't there. And I look at Nottingham Forest. They played well in that first half against Spurs. Second half, they kind of fell apart a bit. I don't think, you know, take away this City game, they're not going to concede a lot of goals against Bournemouth, Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Villa, Wolves. That's a really, really good sort of next five to six games um, for them. His underlying bonus potential is incredible. He makes so many recoveries. He makes so many saves. If by some miracle Forrest do keep a clean sheet, he will get bonus, two or three bonus in pretty much every game that, that he that he plays. Um, he's got the best penalty record, I think, of any goalkeeper ever. And Nottingham Forest probably will concede more penalties because they're a poor side. You know, you can't back on them, but it's a, it's a decent thing to have kind of in his locker. He's got good fixtures going forward. And I think they'll get better, right? I saw enough in that first half against Spurs to make me think that Mark's right. And 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 um, Forest do have a, a chance kind of this season. They've signed a lot of players. Um, they seem to be gelling more in kind of attack. Um, their defence seems a, a bit frail. Um, but they've got the fixtures to kind of come to everything they can control games and, and you know, hopefully, um, you know, win uh, win some matches to to nil, ideally. But even if you make saves, I think Henderson could well still be bonus. We saw it with Raya, right? Raya made six saves uh, for Brentford against Everton, still came away with two bonus um, in that match. Um, I have no money in the bank for people wondering. So, yeah, this is it. Um, 
Defence, uh, you can see I've got rid of Cancelo, which is the kind of... I didn't think I'd be doing that, especially not for, for Walker. Um, and then I've, I've kind of got rid of Perisic um, as well and Zinchenko. So I've moved quite a lot of money out of the bank um, with this. I've done Cancelo to Walker, just hoping that Man City can match the kind of clean sheets. Um, I bought a stupid man in who I just really like the look of and I've talked about his kind of potential. And then I've got Nico Williams just as a kind of third sub option. Obviously, having two uh, Forest players um, isn't ideal, but the idea would be not to call on Williams um, you know, unless I absolutely needed to. Um, I do like Perisic. I'll miss having Perisic in my side, especially when I see him in the starting lineup. I could, in theory, do Gross out and Perisic in. Um, but I think particularly over the next three games, I think going for a kind of a, a lesser side might be my kind of gateway to getting a bit ahead of, of some of the people that, that keep faith in Perisic and maybe only get, uh, you know, one good game out of him in, in that West Ham game before they play Fulham and, and City. So we will see. Um, my midfield, uh, the interesting one here, I think, is probably Foden. Um, I actually do. Actually, I do have point one in the bank. I could go for Diaz kind of if I wanted. Um, I'm really liking that link up, though, between Foden and Haaland, like I talked about. That kind of that kind of thing, you know, all these stats we look at and XG models and stuff. This is what I kind of look at. I look at weird little comments like Haaland talking about Foden and saying he's finally passed me. And I just think there's something there's something in that kind of stuff. And I saw in Foden in that game, someone who was trying to get Haaland the ball. And, you know, in previous games, we hadn't seen that. So I don't think you can completely disregard that that kind of stuff. I think, you know, if Pep's talked to him and had a word with him and said, look, you know, you need to feed him. You need to get this understanding between you together. That creates something between them. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that I like, the kind of thing that I base decisions on. And it doesn't always work, to get me wrong. But, you know, I think going into a, a, a period of, of, um, of great Man City games, even though there's this rotation, I think having three City players is, is kind of a, a must, really. And if Haaland doesn't play, I think um, Foden plays that false nine. Obviously, Alvarez comes in as well. Um, but we, we see Foden maybe getting into a more kind of dangerous and attacking positions. So that's why Foden's there. Um, I think he's a bit fun. I don't see him in too many other sides um, as well, because obviously everyone's got Diaz. And, you know, the idea of this wildcard is A, to sort out, you know, some of the issues with my team. Um, it's B, to kind of get a bit ahead of the curve. Um, with players like Mitrovic. But also, it's just have a bit of fun, right? And I look at this team, and I think there are, there are enough players in this side with Gross, with Foden, with Mitrovic, with Estupinen, um, with Henderson in goal that can actually add to my enjoyment of the game rather than just going completely template and going with other players um, in the side. So that's why um, Phil Foden's there. His underlying stats are good um, as well when he does play. Um, and yeah, and uh, I think I prefer him just to, to Diaz um, going forward. Um, and then up top, it's three strikers who thought we'd be doing that at the start of the season. Uh, Jesus, Haaland um, and Mitrovic. Um, Mitrovic obviously has this, this uh, a game, home game against uh, Brighton. My dad, by the way, if anyone cares, my dad is absolutely convinced that Brighton are going to lose this game. And he's normally been quite positive this season. He says uh, that Mitrovic is going to cause too many problems and we have a bad record against Fulham, which he puts a lot of stock in, which I know a lot of people don't. Um, but he, he doesn't think we're going to get much joy out of this. Um, in the next two games, obviously the, the fixtures are more difficult for Mitrovic. Um, I know they play Spurs in one. And who's the other one they play? They play Chelsea at home. Mm, not too worried about that. Then it's a great one. I mean, you know, people wildcard in game gate, everyone's going to be getting Mitrovic. Forest, Newcastle, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, Everton. Um, so at least I haven't got to kind of worry about that going forward. It also means, you know, Estupinen, for example, um, I could even potentially bring him in um, for Mitrovic for the next two um, after this next game. They've got Leicester and Bournemouth um, in that as well. So I've got kind of options um, if I want to do that uh, going forward. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. 
Um, let's see what the chat says. A uh, few people saying not feeling this wild card. No, it's always like that. You've got to keep Cancelo. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to, it's hard to find the two million, though, to, to keep him um, in this side. Uh, I think um, Sebastian, lovely wild card. Very balanced. Great two bench options. Thank you, Sebastian. Um, a few people mentioning no Arsenal defender. Yeah, Arsenal defence is, is an annoying one because they're obviously really good um, this season with good fixtures um, to kind of calm. You know, it's Villa next, it's United, then it's Everton, and then it's Brentford. But the, then the fixtures, you know, the fixtures around game week eight are starting to turn a bit. That's when people are going to be hopping off. Um, you know, Spurs, Liverpool, Leeds, City. You'd probably expect them to concede in all four of those. So I do think there's good returns um, for Arsenal coming. It's just who do you get, right? I like Zinchenko is my favourite out, out of all the defensive options. Well, he's got this injury doubt. You could go for Gabriel at five, who I also like. Um, you know, such a threat from from kind of set pieces. Um, but then I've got a kind of, do I want Gabriel over Walker, for example? I mean, maybe, probably, maybe not kind of horrendous. Um, that five million defensive spot could be a Trippier, could be a Gabriel, could be a Walker. Um, just obviously, Walker's got the, this North Forest game um, coming, um, but not ruling out moving on Walker to one of these other guys. Um, Saliba as well, 4.7. Um, no real attacking kind of threat with him, though. I know he's got the golden assist, but I think that's more of a fluke um, than anything. Again, Walker could be could be a Saliba um, as well. I'm not completely sure that I will end up with... I really don't really like Walker, if I'm being totally honest, but I do really like Man City. So it's just, do I think City, are they going to get enough uh, clean sheets to justify it? Tricky, not sure. I think if, if Newcastle didn't have Liverpool next, I probably would end up going for Trippier. And he might be my transfer uh, next week, uh, potentially. Um, anyone else? A lot of people still say about Reese James. Yeah, like I said, we don't know. We'll have to kind of wait and see. Um, yeah, and as official, Fafana. Yeah, I did have a, um, a kind of a... I, had, I did another wildcard draft, but I had a bit of a rotation going on with Fafana and, and Saliba, uh, which I quite like the look of, actually. Um, I think Fafana is potentially a bit of a game-breaker. If he comes in at, uh, you know, I think, what is he, 4.3? Has he gone to 4.3? Is he 4.4? I think he's 4.4. He's going to sign for Chelsea. That medal's going to be fine, I reckon. Um, so I do I do like uh, the prospects of him. I mean, Chelsea aren't exactly great at the back at the moment, but you think he's going to strengthen them. Um, they're going to get start getting their midfield back, Kante and, and Kovacic as well. Um, again, I, I do think he's solid, but it's, it's that trade-off, isn't it? You, would, you, would you rather go for the kind of the, you know, the, the kind of top six, good defensive side in theory, or go for the much more explosive attacking Estupinen? <laughs> I mean, say it out loud. Sounds like I'm probably going for Fafana, but I'm going to keep a, uh, a stooping them um, in there. Uh, Marco Leary, sure about double forest defence? Well, no, but the idea is, you know, it's Williams or Patterson and they're both going to be third sub. So I think, you know, if I'm picking one, uh, Neko Williams is by far the better option from an attacking sense. So that's why he's kind of in there. Um, Chris, which I don't think is my dad. I think he's Christopher Phillips. Uh, why Foden over Diaz? Yeah, I've I've kind of explained that. Um, it's, it's, it's close between them. Foden's underlying numbers are better um, than Diaz. Um, I don't think there's a huge amount of difference in the rotation that they're going to experience um, either. I think, you know, once Darwin's back, once Jota's back, there's not going to be a huge amount. We are going to start seeing some rotation across that Liverpool line um, as well. And like I said, Foden's just a little bit different. I think he's, I don't think there's much in it. And when I'm sort of 50-50, um, I don't go for the higher-owned players. That's just how I play the game. So it might be a disaster, but that's just kind of why. What I kind of do it um, has Gundogan crossed my mind? I think it's worrying with that benching um, in the last match. I think we've got we've got Calvin Phillips to come back um, as well. We've got Bernardo Silva who can play there. I think Gundogan almost certainly starts the next game, but just longer term. I'm not sure he's he's kind of in that first eleven. So he's he's a good option. Don't get me wrong, but I'd rather 
I think I've always said I'd rather pay that little bit extra um, for Foden if I could if I could handle it. Um, Edward Shulman, 1-0 Emerson at 4 million. Yeah, Emerson could be a shout actually instead of Williams. I forgot about him. Uh, so that's why doing these, doing these streams is quite useful. Um, yeah, if he's, if he's going to, if we're sure he's kind of nailed on to start, they've paid about 14 million for him, haven't they? Um, he's 4 million. I only played 45 minutes. Did he get a knock, something like that? Um, but again, he's going to be really popular in the kind of game week eight wildcards. And they've got tough fixtures going up to that. Spurs, Chelsea, Newcastle. But then they've got Everton, Wolves, Fulham, Southampton. So yeah, Emerson could come in instead of Neko. Actually, quite like that idea. Um, who'd you captain? Yeah, captain would be Haaland, obviously. Haaland captain, Foden vice. Uh, assuming that if Haaland didn't play, Foden would start and play in the false nine. Um, could see Alvarez there either. But I'd want to go for a City player uh, this week. I think Newcastle are going to put up a fight against Liverpool. I think there's, a lot of people are going to go for Salah. Um, I always bat side to get something, but is it going to hit huge holes? I'm not sure. I think City could go pretty big against Forest. Their underlying defence is, is data is not good, um, and they still need a bit of time to, to gel. Uh, Marvin Johnson, no leads. Yeah, I'm not sold on leads, to be fair. You're obviously not going to go near their defence. Their attack's all right. I'm not big on Rodrigo, as a lot of people are. Um, I like Sinistera, but I think it's just too early for him. Uh, Bamford's injured. Harrison's a good option as well at six. I might even be tempted to go for Harrison over Rodrigo if I was going to do it, but I've got Pascal Groves there at five seven, so yeah, it'd be a Leeds player or or, or, um, or Gross. I think you know once you, I don't want to fill my team with too many of these players when you can have sort of top six players for around the same price. That's and that's the biggest problem with the with the pricing. Um, no Spurs, SK. Yeah, I mean Spurs are a great side and they're playing well. They're, they're poor in the first half against Forest, but but much better in the second half. Um, I just don't know who's going to play. And I think the next three games are um, a complete minefield unless you go for Kane. So I think it's between Kane and, and Salah, um, really, as to you know which we. But I think I look at that front three of Jesus, Haaland, Dimitrovic, and think finally we've got some decent striking options um, as well. So no, no Spurs, um, and hopefully West Ham could have a fight. Hopefully there's mass rotation at Fulham, and hopefully uh, City um, put them to the sword when I've got my three um, City players. Uh, I think that's probably it. Um, from me um, do join Mark and I for the deadline stream um, we'll go live about 20 past 5 something like that Neil will come in uh, with the team news and then Mark and I will chat a bit about um, <laughs> how we're, how our seasons are going um, and our plans for kind of turning everything around uh, so do um, check it out uh, a bit later uh, we have a few people asking about formation yeah it's to be a 3-4 free 3-4-3 free free. Uh, team values low someone was asking um, Isaiah uh, 100.9 or something one of the lowest around yeah not been an ideal start uh, guys thank you so much do make sure you subscribe to the channel um, I'm really trying to push for, for 80k It'd be great if I could do that by kind of the end of this week um, do like this stream um, as well if you've enjoyed it um, but I will see you just before the deadline at 20 past 5 thanks everyone <laughs>